So thank you for that. All right, this morning, let's get into some uh, great news. Uh, if you are um, watching uh, on YouTube or Facebook, uh, please uh, comment and tell us where you're from if we don't know already. Uh, let me skip to this, go to the share screen, and here we go. Um, and by the way, we're only showing this uh, streaming to two places now on the Hope Fellowship um, Facebook page and the YouTube. Uh, that way there's two places only so that comments can be shared. You can have more interaction because we were sharing it with four different places and some people were on different sites and couldn't see the comments. And now it just makes it for a more um, connecting time, you know, of, of chatting and seeing each other's comments. So let's get into this. Uh, let's continue what we started last week on a better story. Uh, Jesus is better than what we have been told. Um, again, I, the last couple of weeks have been very exciting for me. I'm not sure about you, but uh, I, I am seeing some um, good news in the Bible that is blowing my mind. Uh, yeah, I heard a lot of this stuff since I was growing up, but when you're a kid, you don't catch all the deep truths. It's kept really simple. And even the simplicity, I, I never saw the simplicity of what I'm seeing now. To, to me, um, the goodness of God and his inclusive love for everyone is blowing my mind and I'm seeing it. In fact, it's, it's like, a, I remember one time I bought a, uh, Gord Melville, you'll get this, uh, I bought the car from you. Uh, I had a red Hyundai Sonata and it was the one that was advertised on Super Bowl and oh, it was just a great red car and I loved my car when I first got it and uh, I started driving around and I noticed all kinds of other sonatas everywhere. Oh my goodness. I couldn't believe how many others there were. I thought I was special. I thought I was unique. Well, it's kind of funny that it was only special to me. I noticed because I had one. It's like I have a Santa Fe now. I can, I happen to notice all the Santa Fe's in Tucson's because they're similar. So as you're made aware of some good news in the Bible and you come across it, and you see it, you'll start to see it more and more and more. And that's what I'm trying to do here on Sundays is to help you see, first of all, uh, how you see Christ really matters, but also seeing ourselves as Christ sees us. Sometimes we don't see ourselves as the Trinity sees us. We sometimes don't see ourselves as lovely, as clean, as pure, as righteous, as God sees us. And I'd rather take his opinion on this than my own subjective one. So anyway, that's, that's where we're going with this. Let's, let's continue from last week. We ended with this idea. When Jesus died, we died. When Jesus was buried, we were buried. And then when Jesus rose, we rose. When Jesus ascended, we ascended. Lastly, we are a new creation. Why is this a big deal? Um, this has to do with your identity. This has to do with knowing who you are in Christ. To me, it's the most important uh, truth everybody needs to know. I was uh, texting with someone late last night, and uh, not to, you know, they're, they're kind of questioning faith. And uh, honestly, I think many people who are questioning faith who've grown up in the church. It's not faith they're questioning. They're questioning all the 
bad definitions of what it means to be a Christian. They're, they're questioning all the bad pictures of God that have been sold to us through the system of control called religion. Now, biblical religion is serving and loving one another, feeding the poor and so on. That, that's practical religion. But we've turned Christianity, our relationship with Christ, into a religion um, we call the church. The church is not a building. The church is people. So what does this mean for us? So let's, let's get into this, why it matters that you know that you have already died, that you have already been buried, that you've already risen with Christ, and you've already ascended ascended with him. This is, has already happened. Some people say, well, I got to get born again. No, you don't. Um, I, that's, uh, you're not going to see those slides today, but I'm going to show you that you already have been. I, I, it's plain as clear as I've ever seen in scripture. It's going to be very exciting. It still means you need to believe. You have to believe it or it's no good to you. Colossians 2.20. Uh, this is just blunt. Uh, in the New Living Translation, it says, you have died with Christ, and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of the world? Oh, my goodness. Take a look carefully what that says. You have died. We just finished talking about you've died, he died, and now you live because he lives. He has set you free from the powers of this world. You are not bound by any powers of this world. You have the living power of Christ in you right now, and you can draw on that power. But if you are not aware of his presence or the power in you, it does you no good. It's like me giving you a million dollars and doing an e-transfer to your bank account, which I don't have uh, that much. But if I were to, and, and I told you, hey, I got a million, you got a million bucks in your uh, e-transfer account, um, you can say, so? And, and it does you no good. You can't, you don't use it. You don't believe I did it. Um, it's of no value to you, but the money is there. It's already yours. I love the passion translation for this. It says this, for you were included in the death of Christ and have died with him to the religious system and powers of this world. Oh, I love that. Don't retreat back to being bullied by the standards and opinions of religion. Absolutely. There's no room for us to go back and to submit to man-made systems. Now, let me pause there because those that come from a traditional background, you may think I'm making fun of or saying it's all wrong. I am not. There is wrong stuff. But what I'm trying to say is look for things that have value. If you are doing things uh, to get to God, if you're doing things to get right with God, if you're saying certain prayers or incantations to try and get God to come close to you or do things for you, you're clearly evidencing you just bought religion completely. The system of um, performance-based acceptance. Here, what we're seeing is we're called to live from the life of Christ in us, to recognize we're already one with him, and we're not to go back to those systems of control. We're to live under the life of Christ now. Let's keep going, because I'm going to let the scriptures make things clear to you. I think this is more important. All right, this is from, my screen is a little bit slow here, Colossians 2, 11 to 13. Again, this is all about what we started today with, that we've died when he died. We rose when he rose. Here, here's some more confirmation of that. Through our union with him, we have experienced,
spirit circumcision of the heart, all of the guilt and power of sin has been cut away and is now extinct because of what Christ, the anointed one, has accomplished for us. Okay, the word union, probably the best kept secret in the Western world. Most believers do not know they are already one with Christ in union. Oh my goodness. The more that sinks in, it's going to blow your mind. Your trust for Christ will grow and build. Your love for others is going to expand to become better just from that revelation. Just consider it. What if it's true? What if I am one with Christ? You are. Oh, imagine what can happen. Verse 12. And again, here it is. It's repeating it. For we've been buried with him into his death. Our baptism, uh, our baptism into death also means we were raised with him when we believed in God's res resurrection power, the power that raised him from death's realm. This realm of death describes our former state, for we were held in sin's grasp. This all appeared in our minds. But now we've been resurrected out of that realm of death, never to return, for we are forever alive and forgiven all of our sins. Oh my goodness, did you just see that? It says forever forgiven of our sins and alive. <laughs> you're not dead, you're alive. This is good news. If you ever doubt, does God love me? Does, is he really close? Did I screw up so badly that there's no hope for me? <laughs> this is a fantastic one. Write this one down, Colossians 2. You'll like that. Let's keep going. So what is our motivation then? If this is true, how do we live this life then? How do I appropriate the good news of Jesus in me uh, in a practical way? Well, this is, let's continue on more of when he died, we died. Here's your motivation. You'll love this. 2 Corinthians 5.14. For it is Christ's love that fuels our passion and motivates us because we are absolutely convinced that he has given his life for all of us. This means all died with him. This is from the Passion Translation. Incredible. So what's your motivation? Jesus is. He is your passion. Let's read it from the Mirror Translation, a beautiful one. The love of Christ resonates within us. Resonates. That's a vibration. Okay, resonates. When you play a guitar uh, and there's another guitar in the room and one of the strings is hitting the same note, the other string on the other guitar is going to resonate with that. You may even hear the ringing of that. It's crazy how this works. The love of Christ resonates, vibrates within us and leaves us with only one conclusion. Jesus died humanity's death. Therefore, in God's logic, Every individual simultaneously died. Everyone, all of creation. That's why we're new creations. People have not figured that out. I, it took me years to figure out we're a new creation. I thought it was in some abstract way. You know, the Bible has a ton of metaphors. So maybe our new creation's a metaphor. Well, that one is not. It's real. It's objective and subjective. So if you don't believe subjectively that you're already clean, free, alive with Christ, but objectively it's true, there's going to be a clash. You may have a hard time. But when the Holy Spirit kind of goes, pop, taps you on the shoulder, hey, guess what? It's true. And you wake up to this reality and awakening, 
Yeah, we need an awakening. We don't need a revival, people. I've seen people uh, pray that God will bring a revival, even in this pandemic. Oh, may God revive us, revive us again. Oh, that's nice, and, and I'm not mocking it. But if you look at it, it falls short. It sells short. We're not looking for it to be revived. I don't want to revive to a system. I don't want to revive to a, a hyped up faith that uh, I have to keep. I'll get exhausted from continually being hyped up from it. I want a revelation of Christ in me as my source. I don't need a revival. I need a revelation. Once revealed, it can't be unrevealed. This is good news. Absolutely. I hope, I hope you're catching that. Last one from New American Standard Bible, if you need a more traditional version. It says, For the love of Christ controls us, having concluded this, that one died for all, therefore all died. All of humanity. Now, the word control, some people don't like, but it's an important one. It's like the word filled. When, when um, uh, Paul said, be filled with the Holy Spirit, the same words, control. Be controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's what we want because we can't figure this all out on our own. I can't live this Christ life on my own. Um, here, here's probably my favorite verse, and this is hopefully all of you can hear this one. This is huge. Oh, where's my hat? My, this is huge hat. Lorinda, <laughs> I wore it last week. It's funny. Um, New American Stand, Standard Bible says this, I have been crucified with Christ. Okay, this is past tense, done deal. That includes you. Because we just finished reading, everyone has died with Christ. Now, now he's making it personal. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me. And a few of you are correcting the translation already. I know it. But I'm going to read a better translation in just a minute, and I'll show you the difference. In this translation, which is great, this is still powerful. This is still confirming I've been crucified with Christ. But scroll down to where you see, I'm going to see if you can see my mouse, uh, where it says, um, uh, I live by faith in the Son of God. If it's, the translation's wrong. The uh, King James Bible gets it right. Young's literal translation gets it right. They say, we live by the faith of the Son of God. Young's literal translation says, I live by Son of God faith. So here, if you think it's up to you to stay saved, if it's up to you to get saved, if it's up to you to have enough faith, if it's up to you to get forgiven, stay forgiven, up to you to blah, 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 all that self-effort stuff, this verse will tie right in. You can read it into it easily. I live by faith. It's up to me to live by faith. No. Listen to it in the Passion Translation. You're going to love this one. I love, love, love this. Galatians 2.20. My old identity has been co-crucified with Messiah and no longer lives. For the nails of his cross crucified me with him. And now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. We live in union as one. Here comes the best part. My new life is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much. 
that he gave himself for me and dispenses his life into mine. Wow. Have you ever thought of that? Have you ever thought this verse through? Go, go back and go online. Go to BibleGateway.com or something and look up Galatians 2.20. You can even have like four or five translations side by side. If you need the link, message me or email me. I'll send you the, the easy to find links. Um, this is good stuff. Let's keep going. We're all, oh, I don't know how many slides I got left, but uh, my time is just about up. In fact, I got like two or three minutes. So let's, again, back to that we have come alive. Ephesians 2, uh, verses 5 and 6. Even though we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved. Oh, when did this happen, folks? When we were dead. When we didn't know. When we were blind. He raised us from the dead. When we were dead and blind. I didn't say a prayer to get raised up. Did you? No. This is an objective fact. And when we hear these clear statements in the scriptures, it should cause our hearts to leap with joy and go, man, this God we say we believe in is better than we ever thought. This is incredible. It keeps going. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we're united with Christ. I'm just going to read from the one translation right now, just because time is running out. In Ephesians 4, 9 to 10, remember, remember what we started today with? When we died, he died. When he rose, we rose, and so on, all the way to we ascended and we're one with Christ. He continued. Notice that he ascended, he, it says he ascended. This clearly means that Christ also descended to our lowly world, and the same one who descended is the one who ascended higher than all the heavens so that he might fill the entire universe with himself. Folks, this is the beginning of the Easter story we started four weeks ago. Christ holds all things together. There is no absence from Christ. No one, nothing is separated from God except in their minds. It is physically impossible, objectively impossible for this thing called separation. This is it. You, if you start, like, it's like, here's my red sonata. There it is. I'm seeing it all through the scriptures. All this, oneness, all done, completely forgiven. I'm seeing the pattern more and more. The more I, I'm, I'm enjoying this good news, the more uh, I see it as I read through texts I've read many, many times. Philippians. Uh, I think this is the last one. Nope. Oh, it's going to have to. How many more have I got? Oh, I got way too many. Okay, this is the last one. Just because... Just because I haven't got time. I gotta, I'll come back next week with this because I think I got one or two weeks left and this, this series should be done and then we'll get in some other great stuff too. But in Philippians 3, it says, I want to know Christ and experience the mighty power that raised from the dead. I want to suffer with him sharing in his death. That's from the New Living Translation. I love the uh, Passion Translation. It says, and I continually long to know the wonders of Jesus more fully, to experience the overflowing power of his resurrection working in me. I will be one with him in his suffering, and I will be one with him in his death. Folks, how, how is this going to work? Th this is, comes down to knowing Christ, wanting to um, uh, feel and experience him minute by minute. This is good news. I'm blown away by some of these texts. I hope you're seeing it. Like, it's blunt to me. The, I want to know Jesus more fully to experience the overflowing power. Can you say that today? Can you say you're ready to feel his overflowing power? <laughs> I am. I can hardly wait to learn even more. And I continue to grow. I hope you're doing this with me. I hope you're journeying with me.
man, so much stuff. You know what? Um, I, uh, I hope today was encouraging for you. Uh, we're we're going to wrap things up now. Uh, we're, I just lost my screen here. So now I got to go back and let's do the share screen. So let's, let's wrap this up today. Reminders for this week as we close things up. Uh, actually, let's have a word of prayer first before I do this final other stuff. I, I should have done that last time too. Heavenly Father, thank you for this good news. I pray that you will be peace to each one who hears this, that they will feel your peace and presence. Those who are trying to beg for your presence to come, oh, in your gentleness, nudge them towards the truth, showing them, pointing out, I'm already one with you. Oh my goodness. But if that's where you're at, I will bow and submit to your belief right now and lead you to a way of better thinking and believing. Father, thank you that you were in charge of our faith. You're in charge of our believing. And may this week be an exciting week to grow in grace. Amen. All right. Some reminders for this week. Don't forget, uh, if you're part of Hope Fellowship and you value what we're doing here, please make an online donation. Uh, those who are already giving automatically, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what a difference it makes. Um, if you want to join our Zoom chats, uh, uh, email me or message me, and I will share some links with you. Uh, or add you to our email list. And then today, as soon as we're done, I'm inviting you now, as soon as I hit stop for live stream, uh, use the link I emailed to you and let's have a quick Zoom chat with everyone. Uh, if you didn't get the link or um, you're not on our email list, email me at mike at hopefellowshipycc.com and I'll email you as we're having our discussion. I can, I can do two things at once. Um, I'll email you the link to the Zoom thing and you can join in and just say hello. It won't be long, maybe half hour, who knows, see who shows up. If I'm here by myself, I'm here by myself. Oh, well, but at least uh, you'll be invited. So uh, that's it for now. I hope you guys have a fantastic day and uh, uh, may we see each other through the rest of the week. We got our Tuesday night Zoom chat. We got Friday morning Zoom chat and uh, we got Saturday night Zoom chat. But today, right now, as soon as I hit end, Join in and uh, yeah, you can do that at this time. I can see who's coming in. That's it for now. I'm going to turn off the live streams. Have a really fantastic day, everyone.